Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, GU corner, halfback, flat, on two. Ready? Right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42. Blue 42. Good morning, Brock. How are you now? Good morning, Paul. How you doing well? Doing well on this beautiful Monday. Nice to join you, boys. Get the week going. Let's go. Let's put on Let's a show. Let's go. Let's put on a show. So the man who put on a sideshow this offseason, Russell Wilson, it seems that he is happy now, at least based off of a Jeremy Fowler report that we saw this weekend. Also, Pete Carroll doubling down on some of the same things that he said at that press conference about how this issue is resolved and it wasn't as big of a deal as it was made out to be. How much... Of what Pete Carroll's saying and what we're hearing about mm-hmm. what Russell Wilson's feeling through Jeremy Fowler, do you actually buy, Brock? I buy a fair amount of it. I, I, I really do. I, I do think it's going to be fun and fascinating to hear the behind the scenes when he gets back in the locker room with his offensive lineman in particular. You know, I think through this entire process, that's the group and, and the front office as far as John Schneider. It's not Pete Carroll. It's not the defensive guys. It's certainly not DK and Tyler and Chris and any of those guys. To me, if there's bridges to to mend and to build back, it's going to be with the personnel folks that I think he he really you know took some took some shots at, and the people up front that that sacrificed their bodies to play for him, <laughs> to do what they can do. From little Joey Hunt back in the day, getting run over and giving you everything he's got, to you know to the, you know the whole group of guys over the years that they have tried to bring in to to fix to fix some of those issues up front. So. To me, that, that's where the bridges have to be built back. I think it is just fine with Pete. Pete's colorful. Pete loves a little conflict. Pete had absolutely, I think, no issues through that. I think John and his, his staff did. I think the old lineman did. And I will be you know, probably the most attuned to hear behind the scenes just how those relationships do get mended. Here's the other thing, though, Brock. I don't think it matters how Russ feels right now because I don't think that tells us. He could say, like, oh, it was awesome. Gabe Jackson was the guy that I wanted most out of everybody that was out there. If Gabe Jackson stinks, he's still going to be mad That's in right. February. Absolutely. Right? 100%. <laughs> and the other thing was is for all of the different, like, Russ has been heard and those sort of things, I don't think Russ feels like, man, they've been over backwards for me over the past two months. No. I don't think he's like, yeah, we've got a new power sharing arrangement this year. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like, hey, you done yet, Russ? Okay, right. we're going to go do what we always do. Yeah. Kind of like a toddler, you know, when they're yeah. crying or, or you know, trying to get your kid to sleep at night as a baby. You know, there's different philosophies. There's some that got to pick them up every time they cry. And there's others that, that, that we use with our three. Like, nope, got to cry it out. They're fed. They're they're. Uh, and they're not hungry. They're well taken care of. So they're just going to have to learn that they're not in charge. And uh, I think Russell, you know, continues to, to learn that. I will say, I will say I'm curious what you guys think of the, he went the, the Rocky Balboa Apollo Creed Nike gear. He was wearing the old school. Maybe it's like retro old school kind of short shorts and tank top. Yeah. What, what do you think of the Nike? The, the, what do you think of the whole look and setup over the Thigh weekend? meat. The thigh meat. I, I love yeah. the Showing retro some look. Thigh meat. Yeah, you bring, like the retro look, Paul. Bring back short shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't like it. I, I think I think Russ already looks prematurely dad like. I, yeah. I think this enhanced it. He did I, look I, fit I th- though. I, I, th- I saw oh, Gallant yeah. tweet uh, you, that you out. And Howdy and, talking about that? No, I saw Gallant tweet that out. I believe he looked he looked fit and lean and mean. I do just chuckle every time, man. He's got a football field with his own logo in the middle of it. <laughs> I just say that out loud. You wouldn't. 
A no, Paul. No, I would. No. no. I would have I my face put, right in the middle. I'd put a big fat U-dub out there or something. Is there, <laughs> is there anybody? I mean, I know Richard had his logo on his little sport court or whatever. He has a football field in his in his house yeah. with his own logo at midfield. You should. Dude, Who has how that? Often is it, no, how often is that painted? Because that's a, it's painted, right? Yes. Or is it is it field turf? Is it grass? No, it looks like there? beautiful grass, and he's got to have that sucker painted. <laughs> Who does uh, that? Brock, you mentioned toddler behavior. It's giving people jobs. You, 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 you know me fairly well. What kind of baby was I? Was I, oh, was I a I, screamer? Yeah, I think you were an Irish screamer. You were a bleeder. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> yes. My mom used to say, she goes, I would sit there and I would pray for a train to come because you would only shut up when a train came by. Wow. <laughs> like you'd just sit there wailing, and I just please, please let the train come. She's like, for a while I was able to do it with a vacuum cleaner, but then you stopped being soothed by the vacuum cleaner and it was only trains. She also, up until the day she died, I could make her feel bad about this. God rest my mother's soul. There was one time I just wouldn't shut up. I just kept talking to her, talking to her. She was making orange juice. Like, you know, you have the concentrate, and then you do the three cups of water oh, into yeah. the pitcher. Old school. She went yeah. one cup, two cup, and I'm just, bap, 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 bap. third cup went over my head. Just <laughs> doused me. And she said, and you were quiet. And then I just felt bad. She felt bad for the next 40 years <laughs> over the fact that she did that to me. My wife, when she heard that story, then started dumping cups of water over oh, my head sure. to see if it would sure. still work. The early signs Question that two. you were built for radio. Yes, sir. <laughs> Question two. Do you think Russell feels bad about what happened? Do you think he feels like when he looks back in, in February and his expressions of frustration, do you think he has regrets, Brock? I think he does, Danny. Yeah, I think he does. I, I don't think they, they hound him. I don't think he loses any sleep. I don't think any of that. But I think his Q rating matters to him. Right? We talked about this. Who uh, compared him and Aaron Rodgers last week? Right in the lengths that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to here, and and the extent that he's going to go to, and and has in his life to to hold grudges, and and I've called him a, a cold, calculated businessman. And Russell's just not wired that way. He's hired people to do that work for him. Uh, I, I think his his people that do that work for him irritate a lot of folks, but you know, in many ways, that's what they're paid to do, to to play the bad cop so he can be the good cop, but. I think from a Q rating standpoint, from a fan standpoint, from a come on, Russ, like this isn't you standpoint. This is not your brand and and who you are and go Hawks and everything else when you put together the teams that you'd be willing to be traded to. So I think of, of anything, Danny, probably that one it was the, the most foolish in retrospect. Go on, Dan Patrick. Vent a little bit. Yeah, I got to not get hit as much. We got to fix these things. Fine. It's over. But where he went over the line, in my opinion, at that time and still months later was don't don't have your people do the dirty work and put out the teams that you'd be willing to be traded to, because that is where I think you lost the fans. I think that is where you crossed a, a line that the fans are going to remember in your three interception game that could be coming next year. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it from people. And, um, and maybe you would have anyway. And, and, and maybe only a very small percentage of the fan base even knows about those four teams that you would have wanted to or been willing to be traded to. But to me, that was the step that just the unnecessary step that didn't need to go that far. That's the step that felt personal. And even if it's yep. personal from his agent, perhaps it still is out there in a way that makes it hard for me to buy entirely that there aren't any semblance of hard feelings between the two parties now. Mm-hmm. 
in, in those hard feelings. It's, I don't think it's Pete Carroll, Paul. I, really I don't, don't either. I don't think it's even players in that locker room. You know, I think th- those hard feelings are going to be the, as I said to you guys earlier, the, the management side of things. Uh, you know, the the president, the the GM, the personnel staff, all those people that you know have tried as as good a job as they can possibly do to win a championship. Right, that they work their entire lives to try to build teams and, and build a salary cap and build a structure and take care of their players and foster an incredible environment and pour back into their team and give them every available resource to do their job well, which which they have at that facility, which they have with personnel and people and resources, you know, at, at every level. I mean, everything in that place is top notch. You hear Wyman and Moyer and I talk about that stuff, and and they those guys have been to some other places. I've been other places. You see other places. And as far as taking care of their own, taking care of their players and people, there's not an organization that does it better. There may be some that do it equally. I think Dallas is phenomenal. I think Pittsburgh's phenomenal. I think there's other quality organizations, but there's nobody that invests more into their people than the Seahawks do. And yeah, I, I think that's and those folks are the ones. It's going to take you know possibly a time, and who knows, maybe go win a championship, and those feelings all be uh, forgotten. Question number three, Brock. I'm asking this for a friend. How sensitive are athletes on certain teams to impatient fans? Is there any actual, authentic acknowledgement of those frustrations and? private locker room conversations different era that i played in paul i mean it's just a a different era totally we didn't i didn't have any of that connection in this way that these players do today there was no social media 20 years ago right i mean there was you, you could hear fans boo and and understand some of that maybe talk radio was around that that was kind of the start of it i guess for me was family and friends listening to talk radio uh, and then sharing stuff with me or being upset uh, about some of those things that were said on on talk radio back in the day. So that was that was maybe the extent of it then. Yeah, Paul, there's they're they're human beings, <laughs> you know, and, and it has affected some of those guys severely. It's it's ruined careers when you talk to people behind the scenes and the in the in the guys that, that work. And as much as Pete tries to tune out the noise and to help guys understand. You know, the negativity does not help. The, po- the ultra positivity doesn't help. You know, riding that wave of fan emotion, that, that's what fanatics do. That, they're on the outside. That's what they do. You can't do that on the inside. But it absolutely has affected, and I would say ruined, some players' careers over the years because they just can't turn that off. What's the proper reaction for a Mariner fan right now? I, I say this to you as someone whose faith has wobbled over these past three days, Brock. Yes. May or may not have gotten really, really mad. A couple of different points. Yep. 16 to 1 or yesterday with Fernando Tatis, the second home run, saying to the pain. That's right. We deserve that. Clobber him. Hit it harder. Hit it farther. We deserve the pain. Give us the pain. Yes. It's the proper reaction to a Mariner, for a Mariner fan right now. I think I think right now, not not to make an excuse, but my goodness gracious, I think it was Shannon or Divis or somebody that tweeted out the, the people on the I.L., yeah. Your lineup's on the IL. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's – and that's not an excuse nor an explanation. That is just reality. That That's that's what's happened. This team was going to, you know, fight to barely be a 500 team this year if you had James Paxson and Marco Gonzalez and your bullpen guys, and, right, and your, your positional players somewhat healthy. 
They were going to scrap and fight and claw. And I think the high water mark, the best possibility was maybe getting close to 500. You start eliminating piece after piece after piece after piece. And there are guys that I've never heard of, never even seen before. Walk in the room. They could walk into that station there with Paul come sit down next to him and to be like on some of these zoom calls that i'm on for the spring league i'm like who, i have no idea who this is who, who am i talking who, who, who am i talking to right now please introduce yourself right yeah, like this there's person there's who not... at, talks to me as if i asked for his yeah. opinion oh, long shanks yes yes yeah thank you for doing that because are you a pr person i can't i don't know who you are you're gonna have. There's no. There's no. No help with this either. That even happened this year, frankly, with an NFL offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen. Had never seen the guy before for the Chargers, and he kind of looked just like a PR guy. And he's on there, and everyone's kind of looking at each other. He's like, "Hey, hi, I'm Shane." It's like, "Oh, hi, Shane. How are you? How many Mariners could walk into that room right now, sit next to Paul, and Paul just look at him and go, uh, "Hi, how are you? <laughs> Who, it would be a are you? What's your you- name?" Do you immediately go, Shane, like, why do you guys run such terrible offense in two minutes close to the goal line? (laughs) That's horrible. Um, Did you see the note from Tyler Kelly? So he's he's someone whose contract was purchased from Long Island. The Mariners purchased it over the weekend. Okay. It's one of the independent leagues that he 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 retired. He posted his retirement note in 2019. It says this is. Notice of disposition, 8-26-2019. Dear sir, this letter shall serve as my official notification to the Salt Lake Bees, it's Angels affiliate, that I have decided to voluntarily retire from baseball, effective 8-26-2019. Reason, I'm old and washed up and baseball is too hard now. <laughs> you and know now what? The Mar- and now he's with the Go Mariners? tie. Yeah, bring on. <laughs> come on, bring us your old and your washed. Bring us, oh. bring us your guys seeking a second life. We'll take all comers here. Well, Danny, I would say to you as well, and it was awfully late, probably too late, but uh, last night, 5-1, second game, elimination game for the UW women's softball. You need a little pick-me-up. They had to beat Michigan twice. Twice. Maybe an omen of what's to come in September, heading back to Ann Arbor after losing to them on Saturday. They had to, to win an elimination game Saturday. No, they had to come back on Sunday in a doubleheader and beat them twice, beat them 2 nothing in game one, fall behind 5-1. I turned to Molly. I said, shoot. They're not going to get to the Super Regionals. Darn it. You know, bummer. Down 5-1, just ran out of gas. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Come back and beat them Wolverines 10-5 and advance through the Super Regional and Heather Tarr and her crew for the fifth time. So if you feel a little down and you're a little mad and you're a little frustrated, you know there is some good hardball being played. It just, once again, is over at that diamond at the UW. You could have Gabby playing. She she threw two games Sis yesterday. Bates. She started. Yeah, oh. Is this Bates at short? Oh, gosh. Let's can they yeah. sign Sis Bates? Play a little second oh, base for the Mariners? Sign Sis Bates. She'll hit it we the other way. Sis Bates on this show. Yeah, she will. Yeah. yeah. She'll put it in play. She Brock, will. it's always good to talk to you. All right, boys. We'll do it tomorrow. If one of your kids gets out of line, just dump a, 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 a <laughs> yes. cup of orange water on on their head. Do you know there's a lot of day. people, Danny, listening that have no idea what you're talking about with an orange I know. concentrate? But I, I was, was going to ask. Paul, I was from Paul have you ever made orange juice from concentrate? No. Yeah. Are you Are you aware that this used to be a thing? No, <laughs> frozen concentrate. Like Mora, come in a- is Mora? Mora, have you made? Yes, I know juice? what you guys are talking. Nice. About. I'm old. No, yeah. you know what we're talking about. But have you had to make it back in the day? Yeah, when I was a kid, I think okay. my mom oh. would let us help. You let it defrost nice. for a while, and then you oh, mix yeah. it all up. <laughs> and then it yeah. slides out, holding the ridges of the can in place. <laughs> it's pretty so gross. So, Paul, 
Uh, well, Brock will let you go. You don't need Bye. to go through this step by step. So how you used to get fresh squeezed orange juice was you would go to the freezer and it would come in a cup. It was about the size of a canned domestic so, beer. So that's so that's okay. I've seen those before. I had no idea what they were. I think I thought it was like canned ice cream or something. Nope. It is or canned sherbet. It was it was orange juice, but in a concentrate. So it was like all of the juice, all the water was sucked out of it. It was just concentrated. If you tried to eat it, it would be like super tart. So you would dilute it with three cups, three and a half if you were poor. Like that's how I knew when we when we got a little. We were never rich, but when we when we could go three cups. Oh yeah, just three cups of water. We were living high on the hog after that. Um, yeah, and that's how you would make that's how you'd make orange juice. So the entire premise of trading places made no sense to you, because they get they get a report on the frozen orange juice concentrate oh, future. Well, I, I I saw that and I was just like, oh, stocks, portfolios, business. I I, I was just like, sure, I tr- I trust this. I don't need to actually foreign, focus on that. F- frozen orange juice concentrate futures is all, what it was involved. In. All I knew there was insider trading going on, and I was like, yep, I don't need to know any more than that. I'm dumb. I'm just going to accept this. <laughs> It is Danny and Gallant.